0: at MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's miccroc.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy The Unstoppable. Mike C. Rock, I'm in the house today with a friend of mine that I met on Clubhouse, Jesse Lee. Guys, she doesn't have a bio, so we're just gonna let her tell us what she's made of. And <laughs> that's a little inside joke. Uh, no, but if you go on Instagram right now and it's I'm Boss Lee, I am Boss Lee, go check her out. That's her Instagram. I'm gonna plug it for her right now. But before we get into that, I just wanna thank you for being here. I wanna thank you for your support of the What Are You Made Of movement and podcast, and for all of you that have purchased the book to make it a bestseller. Thank you so much. Please spread the word because look, we want to create a a planet of unstoppable people and that's what it's all about. So go get your copy of Rocket Fuel if you haven't already at mikecrock.com forward slash book. And today, like I said, we have my friend, Jesse Lee in the house straight from Vegas, just straight from coming off of a stage of speaking for like 24 hours straight or some crazy shit like that. And I'm just uh, honored to have her here. Let's find out what you're made of, Jesse.
1: Oh, what's going on, guys? Hello, hello. My name is Jessie Lee and call me hashtag Boss Lee. I'm excited to be on here. This is like, what are you made of? What a good title of a podcast. Oh my God, come on, man. So, so yeah, what am I made of? Jeez. So, I mean, I'm just, I love what you were saying before we got on and you said, I'm just somebody who likes to get stuff done and a lot of stuff done. That's sort of one of the just cornerstones of who I am and what I do. It's, it's a lot of say yes and figure it out. You know, I I grew up, we were just talking, you're in Maryland. I'm from Maryland originally. So I'm from, um, I'm from Frederick County. I'm from Middletown. So way out in the country. And I didn't like what my life was basically playing out to be. I didn't like struggling. I didn't like not having, you know, not sure where food was going to come from, quite frankly. And I decided to get into entrepreneurship. Thank God. And this is like before it was sexy to be an entrepreneur. Now everybody's like, "Oh, I'm an entrepreneur," uh, and so I just I ended up using entrepreneurship as the way to just overcome everything that was going on in my life in my early twenties. I did go to college, I did all that stuff, but was still struggling. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, where it's like you're doing all the right things, all the right things, and you're still struggling to pay rent or pay your car note or pay insurance or go out with your friends or you're, you're chasing money and you have no time or whatever the, the case may be. And I was just, I was living this life that was just so uninspired. And so I started in uh, at-home businesses and that's allowed me to have liquid income to then just turn into a, an investor and a, just a serial entrepreneur and speak all over stages and do all the things. And, and it's, been, it's been a crazy ride. It's been 10 years now. Of full-time entrepreneurship. And uh, I, I can't imagine anything else. I just, I love it so much.
0: Love it. We're going to dig into that more uh, in a second, but let's go back to when you were a kid. Like what, what happened when you were a kid? Like what kind of, you know, did you have dreams when you were a kid? Were you a type that was a dreamer and then eventually got uh, calloused because of certain events or people? Uh, take us through some of the things that happened when you were younger.
1: Oh God, Mike, because we're gonna try to make people cry. All right. So this is like three minutes into it. Like really, wow. Okay. (laughs) Let's get right to it. (laughs) Just like cut right to the chase. No, um, so my, my childhood was nuts. So I grew up in a house with domestic violence and just literal poverty, clothes didn't fit, the whole just struggle bus, like couldn't go on field trips because we didn't have the money to do so. Couldn't, you know, have friends over because the house was just too small. Um, you know, didn't didn't have the right food. Didn't have anything. Nothing was right. And I actually ended up sending my dad to jail when I was nine. Um, back to the, just the domestic violence thing, drugs, domestic violence. And um, my grandparents raised me. So like I have Love Nana on my wrist, my whole side, my whole entire leg is wrapped in tattoo. Everything's a tribute to her um, and and our Hawaiian heritage. But, you know, they really came in when, you know, who wants to come in in their 80s and raise three kids? And it just showed me, it just gave me this hunger to never be like that. And so as successful as I become, people are like, why do you still hustle? And you probably get this, Mike, I'm going to guess. But people ask me all the time, like, you're very successful you know, why are you still getting up at seven in the morning and going until one in the morning? Why are you still, like, I don't live in Vegas. I live in Dallas. Like, why did you just spend seven days in Dallas? You didn't get paid. You were on four huge stages. Like, what's the point? You know, people are like, why do you still podcast? Why do you still go live? Why do you still, why are you just this maniac? And I don't know if you can relate to this. I, I, I'm interested to know, but as much as I like the stuff, like I do like the nice clothes and cars and I like travel and I like all this stuff. I feel like my past is like right here. Like, I don't know if you can relate to that, but like, yeah, I feel like there's like this, my past is like ready to beat me down. (laughs) Like just right here. Like if I stop doing coaching calls and if I stop pouring into people and if I stop leading and teaching and, and showing up on social and whatever else, like I, I know realistically it's not going to come falling down. And I know Logically speaking, if I lost it all today, I could build it all back to this in in a heartbeat. It'd take me a month, you know, like maybe more than a month, but it wouldn't take me that long. But I still have that just hunger in my belly, like I'm not done yet. And so that comes from that. That comes from chasing food as a kid. That comes from feeling like you're chasing. I mean, I was chasing everything. I was chasing affection because then I didn't have a father figure for a while. I was chasing. Acceptance. I was trying to be the smartest kid. I was trying to be the fastest kid. I was trying to be the best at everything. And because of all of that, you know, you're getting made fun of for all the, I mean, it was just like everything was nuts. And so, you, but you have to understand all of those things are exactly why I am where I am today. All those things are exactly why I have the desire to help other people. And it allows me also to have the empathy to see people where they are. And I think that's something a lot of entrepreneurs lack is they see somebody who's kind of this bent cuz i don't believe in broken people but this bent shell of who they can be and most people give up on them most people will look at those people and say oh my god like mike is never going to make it look at him he can hardly like get dressed in the morning he can hardly show up he you know he's so negative he is ne- you know oh my god if no mike's never going to never going to get it never going to have it never going to do it and i just i have this ability i think from all of that trauma in the past to see in here 'Cause when I started as an entrepreneur ten years ago, I was the angry girl. I was mean. I was screaming at people. I was like, you say you want to show up and you can't even show up. Like I was so in that my masculine energy, just like like going off all the time and just understanding all that is really happening for you, not too. Yeah. Don't That's you sh-
0: think don't you think that some of the stuff that we do? In the positions that we are, a lot of times, it's what we, like, we tell people or say the things to people that are going through our head the way we're saying to ourselves. Like a lot of times, like, I'm not going to say something to someone else that I'm not saying to myself all the time, because I'm hard on myself. You know, I I, I love myself. I love me some me. And I I focus on that too, but I'm hard on myself. And I hold myself to certain standards. And I expect that if I do it, everybody around me needs to. (laughs) And it's not always...
1: And and I realize not everybody's going to have that. Like not everybody went through what you had to go through to get where you are. And so sometimes people are so scared of rock bottom. I don't know why I'm going down this tangent, but I think some people are so scared of rock bottom, whatever rock bottom is for them. Not understanding that it's a gift, not understanding those feelings of everything's falling apart, allow you actually to heal yourself because if you, if everything's good and everything's cool, People usually don't take the time to develop. They don't take the time to listen to a podcast. They don't take the time to go to an event. They don't take the time to, you know, seek mentorship through Instagram. They don't, which might sound crazy, but like you can get a lot out of it, right? They don't seek the time to change their circle because everything's kind of good. When yes. the water's calm, why would you shift course? You've been yes. told your whole life, don't shift course. If the if everything's good, don't change anything, right? So like, I think more people actually need to just get knocked over the head like we've been. You know, more people need to darn near drown because <laughs> I used water as an example. Need to like have everything fall apart so that things can, so you can do the work. So you can do the inner healing. So you can change who you are. So you can do all these things. And I just think most people, they don't see like what you said about your standards. I bet your standards have shifted.
0: Oh, yeah. As a different parts. As they have. Of have yeah. Without a doubt. But, but it's still like, come on. Like I see it. And I'm like, come on, guys, it's right in front of you. It's right in front of you. You just got to put some time in. You got to put some effort in, put, expend out some energy. And you mentioned something too about putting out a lot of coaching, putting out a lot of info and social and content and all that. And it's all about pushing outflow out there because it's a cycle. And yeah. so when we stop, we're concerned with the cycle stopping. And I, I feel that same thing. So now growing up in an abusive house, growing up around that, you know, especially involving your father, I dealt with some things myself as well. But how did that transfer into relationships that you had as, you know, growing up and and did some guys have to, I don't know the phrase, I guess, but um get the brunt of some of it because you, you know, because you're working through emotions yourself.
1: Oh, for sure. And anybody who says like, oh, my pa- I just no none of that affects me. You're such a liar. Like those are the most impactful years of your life. Like you are just being a liar, 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 liar. So I was, like I said, I was really... Like when I say masculine energy, I just mean I was so aggressive because I thought the world was against me. So, I was so like I wouldn't want to let you in and show any kind of vulnerability because I felt like if I let down any guards, you I was going to get attacked, you were going to hurt me, something someone was going to you were going to steal from me, you were going to use my, you know, something, you know? Like something was like like I so I had this like protective shell around me and then mine. So, I was hyper aware of protecting my brothers, even though I was the middle. Like I was like, you don't talk. Like I was so mean. So when I talk, I was just, I was just mad. I was mad and it came out in anger, right? Not that I ever really yelled at anybody or, or whatever, but I had a very difficult time building relationships because in order to build a relationship with somebody, you have got to calm down. You have got to stop trying to control everything. If you're trying to build a relationship, you cannot bully them into liking you. So, you know, when I talk about on my social media, like I didn't have friends K through 12 and, you know, sometimes people will be like, I mean, I remember, you know, like knowing you in high school or like, I remember, you know, going to, to, you came to my house a couple of times in middle school and I'm like, you like, okay, I might have spent some time here and there with people. I have no relationships, none, none. Because even if people were nice to me, which they really weren't always very nice to me, I was very bullied as well. Okay. That's a very valid thing. Like I could not let you in because I was hurting so much. And here's the thing is that you get to live your own truth. So me saying, oh my God, like I was so close to mom and dad and mom and dad did all these things. And those are the people that are supposed to protect you and supposed to love you unconditionally and, you know, advocate for you and all this stuff. Yeah. For my entire. You know, normal youth or whatever it is, it was like, wait, you're being nice to me. What do you want? Wait, 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 Like if anytime anybody, but here's the thing is that people in business that don't heal, that don't hit the rock bottom, that don't learn how to change themselves, it's spilling over into your 30s, your forties, your fifties, your sixties, your seventies, your eighties, your whole life. You're dying with this inside of you because you're not willing to fix the problem. And I gotta tell you, the problem's you. The problem's you. So my inability to connect for the first 16, 18 years of my life with anybody, I had to figure that out. And then you, you see, well, I don't know if you see, but like, I'm all in, in connection. Now I'm all in, in relationships. I scale businesses faster than anybody I've ever seen because I just, it's just different. I've learned that if you do want to scale a business, you've got to learn how to talk to people and you've got to let those walls down and you've got to show some of that vulnerability. And you got to say, "Hey, I'm human. This makes me uncomfortable, but I know it's just my wounded child, right. whatever that is." So, but yeah, I was, I was like, I was not, I was not good. <laughs> was
0: not it, what, what was the turning point? Was there one individual, specific individual that you you were head over heels for, or something? And then you were like, "Oh man, I, I just have to." Like, was there a turning point like that, or one particular moment that you remember?
1: Like a romantic relationship? Well,
0: that, or yeah, it could have been that. Or it could have been a friendship. I mean, whatever.
1: I mean. Uh,
0: like where was the turning point where you realized that you needed to start investing in relationships and understanding that you were attracting the wrong people by being the way you were?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just personal development. I wouldn't say yeah. it was a relationship. Um, I guess I could say a couple of things like, and by the way, I hate like the whole thing of like, there toxic people. We all have toxic tendencies. So we should like go there for a minute. We all do. And then we have to learn how to stop being, having, to- using our toxic tendencies. So. You're very powerful. You're clearly a very powerful man. You're a very successful man. Congratulations on everything by the way. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Um <laughs> keep going. Keep, I, going. I keep going. I
1: will I just keep talking. <laughs> oh my god, your dog is so cute. Oh my god, your children are wonderful. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> I love your setup. Oh my god, mm-hmm. like you're just the best. Um but so much of of um so so I I actually like I said I was chasing then that validation. So I've literally never even talked about any of this online, so I don't know why you're pulling this out of me. But whatever, I'm just gonna go with it. I said vulnerability, so here we go. So, like, I was engaged at 18. Okay, so which is like the stupidest thing ever. Like, I mean, (laughs) like you don't even know who you are at 18. What are you doing? Um, and I was, yeah, and and I will say one of my toxic traits that I have. Thank God, gone a lot through a whole like spiritual personal development whatever journey through is I. I'm a super powerful woman. And it'll. I used to use my power, not always for good. My number one characteristic being manipulation. Like I could get you to do anything I wanted you to do. And I knew it, right? Like I knew it. I would, I mean, I would just be receptive to what you were saying. And then I would, you know, be so good at flipping your words and that, like, I I mean, I, I think back to that version of Jesse Lee, like the beta version of Jesse Lee. and I'm like, geez, oh, Pete's like, thank God you're not like that anymore. Like when I start, when I start to see moments where I can do that, like sometimes I'll just start tearing up because I'm like, oh my God, this is when you would go into your toxic cycle of, okay, this person's telling me no. How do I get them to tell me yes? Like, and it's not healthy. Right. And so So that relation, so, so I'm, we're still friends. Like, well, we're still acquaintances. We're cool. We broke up when I was 21. I left New York city after I graduated college. And I was just like this. And I literally said to him, I looked at him and I said, I'll always love you, but I will ruin your life. (laughs) I will destroy you because it got to the point where, and this happened probably like two years into our relationship. but like
0: You're saying if you stayed with him, you would.
1: Oh, I would just, Uh he he was turning into like the shell of a man. So remember, I said I was so in my masculine energy. You can't attract a masculine partner if you're in your masculine energy. I'm so feminine in my relationship. Like, I'm like my boy, like, I'm so such a soft little female with my man now. Like, oh my God, like, you'd be like, what? Like, I love it. I have masculine business energy for sure, but I'm so, so, so like, just soft, feminine, et cetera, flowy. But anyway, in this relationship, I was like pushing and pushing and pushing. It got to the point. I still remember we're like walking down the street or something in New York city. Cause that's where we lived. And cause we're both in college there. And he said something and I didn't like it. And I gave him a look, Mike, like I was like, and this is after years right, of being together. And he literally jumped and I went, Oh no. Like oh no, <laughs> I've literally destroyed this man. Like I was tearing him apart. And so that was really the start of my personal development journey. That was like, it went from that conversation. I remember it like literally that conversation from 20, 21 years old to- mm-hmm. This I No one's ever asked you that. I've never dissected this. I'm so grateful for you right now. Like, you don't even understand. Oh my God. Oh my God like, my, I'm oh, just do. doing me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Me. You're just <laughs> doing what you do. This is so good. Um, I went home and I just started, you know, Googling stuff because this is over a decade ago. So there weren't really pod. I don't even know if there were podcasts, but I found that day, Tim Ferriss's blog, like Tim Ferriss had a blog, like, you know, and I guess he, maybe he still does. I don't know. I, now I can consume the podcast, but I just, and I started entering this different world of, oh my God, you can change yourself. Oh my God, you can become somebody different. Oh my God, there's a different version of me in me. But she's got to be cultivated and protected and grown and nurtured. And she hasn't had that for the first 20 years of her life. And so people are like, God, you're obsessed with personal development. You're obsessed with with reading. You're obsessed with the coaching and all that stuff. I'm like, yes, because if I hadn't, I would literally, I mean, I don't even know. I might've ended up like a dominatrix or something. Jesus. And I don't want to be a dominatrix. Like, I don't know what would have happened. Like I was just running over men. I was running over people. I was using friendships. I had to change. And I know there's people that are going to listen to this that are going to have like a huge wake-up call right now. Like, holy crap, that's me. Oh my God. But like, it's that awareness and then that understanding, more importantly, that you can shift and change and grow into who you're supposed to be. Because that person, if I met that Jesse Lee on the street today, I wouldn't recognize her. I'd be like, who is that shell of a person? Right. So that was that was, def- that was my big.
0: I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCrock.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Man, this is awesome. Uh, let's get to what you talk about on stage. You just spoke for a long period of time. You're in MLM. You were hanging out with Eric Worry this weekend or this yeah. week. What do you talk about on stage? What are some topics that you get into? Like what's um, your go-to?
1: I'm the everything girl in, in network marketing, which is why I've been able to really take it across the, uh, just an, as a serial entrepreneur space. But I'll tell you, so this weekend, the first thing I did, I had a panel of, the, of badass women, <laughs> right? So it was the uh, the six most powerful women in network marketing currently. So, and that was really just defined mostly by by income. You know, I'm, I'm number two. I can't believe it. I'm number two in the world of all the women in the world in network marketing. So <laughs> um, awesome, we, nice. we have- good. Uh, I know you want to be number one, decade. but- yeah, I know. Well, I'll get there. Different comp plans, different companies. If I were in her uh, if I were in her company, I'd be out earning. Oh, that,
0: her that a story doesn't matter, Jesse, really. But I know it doesn't. <laughs> it's an
1: excuse, Mike. And I'm not, I'm not gonna use the excuse. She's awesome. <laughs> we're really good friends. But uh, I am number two. I'm number two. Can't believe it. I'm I'm, I'm just chasing her down. But we're uh, but I, I respect her so much. So you know, we, we we both have good decades every month, so it's it's not a big deal. But so that was the first one, and it really got into making sure your mindset's in the right place. So it is a mindset training and we did some vision training, right? Cause I'm a big vision caster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I train on this a lot, but I'm, I don't live in 2021. Like this is wonderful. That is 2021. We've made it here. I'm somewhere like woo, way out there. Like, I don't even know what year I live in, but it's not this year because everything I do, I'm reverse engineering in my brain. Okay. I say, I want a private jet. I say, I want an Island. I say, I want whatever I say I want. Right now. How do I get there? And so I feel like I'm already living there. I see and feel and believe the conversations. And then I pull it back and I reverse engineer. So we talked a lot about that. And then the next day I keynoted, which was just, I mean, it was all on tactics. So I trained a lot on determination, on grit, on uh, actual tactics it takes to build your business, actual tactics that you need to do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis to, to really scale your business. And the more so the, the, the characteristics of the person you have to be, you know, cause there's people out there and I, I can't stand this. And I know this isn't like the self, I don't know if you, I feel like you're going to agree with me on this. I don't subscribe to this whole thing. Like women love it, especially men like it too, where there's these self-help gurus who come on stages around the world where they write books and they're just like, Everyone is just in this hustle mentality and you're just, you're working too hard. And if you would just take a nap, you're going to get everything you want. And I'm like, would well, you shut up?
0: I never it's heard that. It's like the that. most Shit.
1: dangerous <laughs> thing to tell people that are struggling financially. You're just overwhelmed. Let me tell you my, oh, I'm getting sorry. I'm, very, I'm not sorry. I'm very passionate about this. If, you, if I would have been told when I literally needed $300 a month to pay rent 10 years ago, you're just overwhelmed, girl. You just need to chill, girl. You just you, you don't do overwhelm, Jesse Lee. You just need to go take a nap. You need to go sit in a hammock. You need to go meditate for seven hours. You know what? I'd still be broke, okay? Because what got me out of debt, what got me out of struggle, what got me out of, of the overwhelm, I was overwhelmed that I couldn't pay my bills, all right? That was stressful to me. That was causing panic attacks, okay? That is overwhelming the work is what I needed to do so I get really pissed off when people put these people on their stages that are like oh my god like just
0: just Uh.
1: come to you no it won't shut up like I've never met anybody making millions of dollars who literally just like prayed and kumbaya their way to millions of dollars. Okay. It's not yeah, a real I thing.
0: Agree. I agree with that. But one thing I did, I want to, I want to clarify something. So when you want something and you put your goals down and you visualize and get really clear to down to the granular detail of what you want, yeah. the how sometimes prevents people from doing that. And even trying to reverse engineer at times when you don't know how to do it. Right. So a lot of times, what I see and what I've done and had success with is I, I'm very clear visualizing. I, I get granular detail. I'll think about it and obsess about it every single day. I'm not, wor- I'm, I'm not, you know, I take action, but, but you don't know what to take action on sometimes. And so, seeking out mentorship first. But what I've seen is, is that I've seen that things arise or come out of nowhere sometimes. Always. Right. And they're there. The invisible resources are there even more than the ones you can see a lot of times. So I don't think the how part gets me sometimes. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't want to be stressing in all that on, on how, because what happened to me was I just become, when I'm clear on what I want, then I'm more open to receiving the answer. And then I look for the answer, but not just grinding on the wrong things. That's what I just want to clarify.
1: I cannot agree with you more, honestly speaking. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, if you know why, the how is irrelevant. You probably train and coach the same thing. If you know why you're doing something, the how is irrelevant. Because it's kind of like what you just said, but like people go, I don't know how to make a million dollars. Right. But like you said, things come out of nowhere. Well, I don't know if you're religious. I am. Mighty forces come to your aid. It's like, it's never how you think it's going to happen. Never, 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 never. I've, I've never. I'll talk about my first million just for like a second. I was talking nine years ago, nine years ago, 10 years ago. I have a Facebook status that's like, I'm going to be the first millionaire in my family. Okay. (laughs) I never did anything like that. I'm going to be the first millionaire in my family. I couldn't pay rent. Okay. I'm literally writing, I'm going to be the first millionaire in my family. I can't pay rent. Then I find the direct sales space and I'm doing at home events. Right. And there is nobody is making a million dollars a year in any of those. Okay. It's literally not a thing. The compensation plan is set up like total crap, whatever. You're just not getting paid well. So, (laughs) but I really was writing things like I'm going to be a millionaire when I'm in that. And it's an impossibility. Right. And the next thing you know, it's like wrong vehicle. Yes. And then this random dude DMs me on messenger in 2015 (sighs) Oh, I saw your sales. You posted them online. They're so good. Oh my God. Like he's, and he's, you know, g- gassing me up or whatever. You really should look at the network marketing space. I'm like, bro, I don't do scams, bro. Bro, I don't do pyramid schemes, bro. bro like, I'm just like, no, not interested. And uh, never joined him. We're actually really good friends now. We were not friends then. It took us five years to become friends, like six years to become friends again. But anyway or to become friends, period. But anyway, I'm like, no way. I'm not going to do any of that. Like, I never knew. And then you look at the company I'm, I'm number one in, in, and you know basically I'm the face of, etc. The company didn't even exist when I wrote that Facebook status. The company didn't exist. I didn't know who Eric Worry was. And Eric Worry has made, I mean, he has, I can't even, I could go on a, he calls me his number one student. He's my, she's my number one mentee. She does everything. She's da, 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 da. Like that man came in my life. Didn't know who he was. Didn't know who you were didn't know who a lot of these connections are didn't know you know I didn't want to use facebook live didn't want to do live video didn't want to tiktok didn't want to use instagram didn't want to do all these things you know i think of the connections and the people that have come into my life and the the mighty forces that came out of nowhere and you know it's not it's so i just i'm i'm 100% on board with you it's the how is irrelevant if you spend so much time analyzing oh well i'm going to send this to this and then that should get this result then i'm going to send this to this and that should should get this result you're going to be depressed when those things don't happen. And then all these other gifts instead kind of come into
0: yeah. You. Yeah. Not only that, when you do the house, sometimes it's like overwhelming. And the other thing is when it happens, when you get this going and you see the results from visualization and really manifesting, and a lot of people don't believe in it because they think, well, you still got to put hard work. Yeah. You got to put hard work in. Like you got to, that's, that goes without saying, like you got, I mean, you got to have work ethic. But when it happens, I made a mistake in the past being blown away by it. Like, holy shit, <laughs> did that really just happen? Did I just connect right. with that person? Did I just make that amount of money? Did I just like, th- and, and what happens when you do that? And this is something that everybody, if you're taking notes, you want to write this down. You got to be really careful because what you're doing then is really telling yourself that is your cap. That is your limit. That's because you're amazed at that because that's your cap. And so I've made that mistake in the past where now it's like when things come my way and things happen that just blow, normally blow me away. I got to be like, yeah, let's celebrate it. But all right, what, what's next? Of course, that's supposed to happen. Like, so like, it's like know, scoring a touchdown and then Milet not, you, you know, it's not act, like scoring a touchdown and then not spiking the ball and acting like an asshole, you know, just give the ball <laughs> to the rush and, and walk away. Like, yeah, that's just what I do.
1: I love it. You know, Ed Milet, I'm sure he calls that blissful dissatisfaction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm
1: like, so people are like, you know, again, back to like, why are you still doing all this stuff you do? Well, I, yeah, I'm very happy. I'm happy. I'm blissful about it. I do love my life. My life is amazing. I'm so thankful. I'm still dissatisfied. Like, if you think that this is the last iteration of Jesse Lee, you've lost your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is about to be my beta version. I'm just you know, crawling. Like, I'm still thinking Alpha. Yeah, yeah, I'm over here crawling. That's right. Like this is nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> yeah, Same I don't think you, yeah, though. I definitely
0: don't think you're playing a big enough game. I think you need to go bigger for sure. So. Oh um, God,
1: I love him. That's like, woo, yeah. let's go. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> number 2. Like that's just number 2. Like first of all, even if you get the number 1, then then you know, come on, what's next? Like that's just in that industry, right? <laughs> that's
1: right. Look, I like it. You're not offending me. You're getting me excited. Like I'm getting yeah. hyped. Like I'm like, I tend to Did do we that. just become best that. friends. Yeah. Woo! <laughs>
0: So look, as we wrap this up here, I want to ask you a final question. Before I do that, you want to, do you want to plug anything, uh, your company, whatever, any programs you have or what have you?
1: So I don't have any programs currently, but I'm going to. So if you want to follow me anywhere, Instagrams, I'm Bossly, like you already mentioned, Facebook's Jesse Lee Ward, TikToks, I'm Bossly. I'm on YouTube. I have a podcast, The People's Mentor. Um, And then that's it. There's no funnels or anything. So just feel free to follow. I do tons and tons and tons of content, training, coaching, mentorship, all kinds of stuff like that. And it's currently all free. So if you're listening to this live, now would be your time to get in and hit the subscribe buttons uh, before it all goes crazy. So um, go. I'm, just, I'm here to contribute and I'm, I'm excited to be part of it.
0: Let's go. Go support Jesse Lee, all of you guys that support me. We support our guests. Thank you so much for being here. And before we go, final question, the rocket fuel law I wrote the book about this talks about taking everything that would normally stop people or slow them down and storing it in your tank instead of your trunk where it weighs you down when most people store things. You store it in your tank so that you can convert it into rocket fuel for your future and become unstoppable. What does that rocket fuel law mean to you? And by the way, I say law because it's a fact. If you implement the things I talk about, you become unstoppable.
1: Fire. I love it. So I love that it's a law. And I love that the the mindset of not storing it in the trunk, but storing it in the tank. I didn't know that you say it like that. And that's so fire. So y'all got to go get his book, Rocket Fuel. I'm, I'm excited for you. It is a mindset. It's a mindset to take all this stuff, like all this crap we just talked about for the last half hour all that bad stuff. Trauma is not unique to me. All of you who are listening, you have some kind of trauma. Okay. You have to decide to turn your pain into purpose, your pain into power, your pain into fuel, rocket fuel, if you will. That is a decision. That is a choice. That is up to you. It's not up to me. It's not up to Mike. It's not up to anybody. It's not up to your parents, not up to your partners, not up to anybody. It's up to you. And so I love that mindset, because if you look at, you know, we started this podcast talking about my childhood That has been my rocket fuel. Every time someone tells me no, it turns into my rocket fuel. Five minutes ago, you're telling me I'm not doing enough and I suck. I'm pumped up about it. Like That went in my tank like this MF. Like he is about to like, like pity the day. Like he's going to be so bad the day, the day he said that to me, you No, know, he's, I mean, I know you'll love it. You'll be like, damn, let's go. No,
0: well, first of all, I like, didn't say you suck. I didn't say that. So let's. I know. But in my <laughs>
1: mind, in my record. mind, right. I feel like, oh, he mm-hmm. thinks I'm not doing good enough. Well, then we're just going to have to show Mike C-Rock. Like we're just going to have to show him. <laughs> yep, like love it. that's fuel for me. Not in a negative way, not in a toxic way, not in like a, oh wow, what a jerk he is. No. Not at all. I didn't take it negatively. I took it really positively. So yeah,
0: yeah, I, I that. say that
1: to say, what is your mindset around your rocket fuel? What is your mindset around all these bad things that happen to you? And then turning that into power. Because if you look at successful people, that's all they're doing is they're turning all these bad things that happen every day to all of us. We all have bad things that happen every day and turning it into the life of our dreams. And there's no reason why only, you know, life, life in abundance like this is not reserved for people like me or people like Mike. This is for everybody. This is an abundant world. I serve an abundant God. Like this is, we're just getting started. So quit playing small, quit playing small, put some fire on the fuel and just, just go, 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 go.
0: All right. Thank you so much for being here, Jesse Lee. You guys have been listening to the, what are you made of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C rock. And I will tell you that Jesse Lee is unstoppable as well. Thank you so much. Please go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you like to watch these, you can go to YouTube at Mike C. Rock. Go subscribe to that channel. We're working on building that one out. And go get that Rocket Fuel book at Amazon or com forward slash book. Until next time, all of you be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at The TheMikeCrock with no K dot com. And let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's Mike C-R-O-C.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.